Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. No one gave a, a guide on how to get into the luxury market. I don't know how many luxury uh, markets that represent beautiful black women, black men, whatever. It's hard to get into it. It's all about who you know. So my story is to show that it can be done and it will be done. Will be done. Stay tuned. We'll get into my conversation with Sherelle Rosado right after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. I've executive produced top-rated programs such as eight seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Additionally, I have created shows such as Netflix's Styling Hollywood, owns number one rated love and marriage franchise and TV One's Hollywood Divas, just to name a few. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. It was crucial for me to have today's guest on the show. As a Black man in this industry, it's so important for me to showcase people of color on reality TV because I just feel like Black people who are reality stars do not get the same amount of press as their white counterparts. So this podcast is super important because I would love to give a platform for people on reality TV, in front of the camera, or behind the scenes who look like me. Today's guest is the CEO, come on, sis, and founder of Allure Realty, a luxury Black-owned real estate agency in Tampa, and the focus of Netflix's hit show, Selling Tampa. I'm talking about Miss Sherelle Rosado. Two years ago, Sherelle was already killing it in the real estate game. The word about her starting her own brokerage, it was a hot topic. I had to be a part of it. She wanted smart women. She wanted empowered women. And I really think that makes Allure Realty what it is. Sherelle Rosado is a boss-ass bitch that makes shit happen. Point blank, period. 
we were introduced with you as the boss of Allure Realty, you know, the boss in charge of all these other beautiful women. But who is Sherelle Rosada before all of that? I'm originally from a small town, Phoenix City, Alabama. I went to Central High School in Alabama. I ran track, played basketball. I was supposed to go to UAB, but I lost my uh, track scholarship because I became pregnant in my 12th grade year. You know, it wasn't no abortion back then. My mom was like, you made your bed, you're going to lay in it. But I'm going to still support you. So I had my daughter and I said, it's not about me anymore. It's about my daughter. So I joined the military. And I spent 13 years in the military, two tours to Afghanistan. Joining the military, I didn't want to do it for long. So once I got to Florida, I decided that I wanted to transition out, medically retired out of the military and want to get into real estate. So before my transition, I went back to school and got my, received my master's degree. And, and what made you decide to leave the military? And also, like, did, did you finish it and, and decided to do real estate? So... The military was not a career that I, I planned on doing. I didn't have a plan until I was able to de- develop my plan. I went to school, still worked in the military until I was able to develop my plan. That's when I transitioned out. And I got tired of leaving my family, deploying, not knowing if you were going to come back. It's hard. And then I was sexually assaulted in, in the military. So that put a toll on me as a woman. I had to go through therapy. And for the longest, you know, I fought it. I fought. I I was angry. I just didn't have the motivation putting on my uniform anymore. It was to that point. So I knew it was time to hang it up because I can't be a great leader if I'm not good myself. You being sexually assaulted, was it a situation where it really got like physical and, and violent or was it just something to where it was verbal? It was verbal, but touchy, touchy. And my soldiers witnessed a few times and it's the good old boy system, predominantly male environment. So if you don't do this, then you're not going to go and leave. It was that type of environment. And a lot of people were scared to even speak up on it. And when it happened to me, it was more like rubbing. And I was I felt uncomfortable. And the second time it happened, one of my soldiers saw it. He slapped me on my ass and my soldier reported it. Being a, a, a female soldier in the military, if you it, back then it was like if you reported it, you became a stepchild. Everybody was against you. Mm. Thank God I was being removed, but he got court-martialed out of the military. And because it was a case built up on him, he got what he deserved. And listen, you got what you deserve, which is you are a woman who has survived a lot that was dealt with her at a very early age. And I do mean this when I say this, Sherelle, you are really helping a lot of women navigate through their experience that they're having either right now or they may have experience in the past. So I just want to say this to you. Thank you for your transparency. And um, I, I, I personally appreciate it. Thank you. And you know, the reason why I went to go get help, it was my daughter. When she told me, she was like, mom, you're not the same mom. And I was a social butterfly. And in that dark space I was in, I was, I did not communicate with anyone. I was, I shut down. I didn't want to go anywhere. And my daughter came to me and she said, you're not the same mom you were before. Mm. And I went to go get therapy. You were dealing with that the whole time. Yep. Wow. And going through therapy was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because, you know, in our, in Black households, we're not taught. If you talk about therapy or mental health, it's like, shut up, you're crazy. It was never taught. It was never shined on. So now I'm a big advocate on it. You know, go to therapy. It's okay to go to therapy. 
Now let's get into Selling Tampa, which I was super excited when it was announced because I do like Selling Sunset. So to see a Black version of that, I was like, well, duh, I'm going to watch it. And girlfriend, you took over my Friday and Saturday and half of <laughs> Sunday because I was like, thank you. I need to see what's going on with Shirella and Allure. So I heard from a little birdie that the way Selling Tampa happened, you sent a Twitter or tweet or DM to the producers of Selling Sunset. Is that true? Yes. So we had producer, a producer that reached out to us. We did the whole interview process and everything, but the producer never made us sign anything. So I didn't like the fact that he went to exclude some of my agents out. And I'm like, this is my brokerage. Like if I, if I'm going to be on it, all my agents, we won. So I was like, you know what? Let me see who the producers are of Selling Sunset. Found out it was Adam DeVello. I looked him up on social media, went to go add him on Facebook. I started liking his pictures on Instagram. I'm like, okay, he should see something. And it was Women's International Month. So we had just took uh, lifestyle photos of the brokerage. And um, it went a little viral. So uh, probably a day later, he had his executive producer reach out to me. And he was like, hey, you know, have you guys ever thought about reality TV? I waited a few days. I was like, well, actually, we are in the talks with a few producers, you know, because you got to make it seem like you popping when you really ain't popping. <laughs> you got to fake it till you make it. He said, I'm going to have my lawyer send you guys something. And we knew we wanted to go with that production team. And so we looked over it. We got our lawyer involved and we signed the paperwork and it was from then. Explain the timeline of the moment you sign the agreement. And I'm assuming it was a talent holding agreement. Yes. Guys, let me explain it to you. So I would give a talent holding agreement to a Sherelle saying, I have six months, nine months, or 12 months to pitch an idea based on your likeness. And you cannot go with anyone else. It's exclusive. It means, child, if Ryan C. Chris Christ reached out to you or Andrew Cohan, you can't go to nobody, honey. You're with me. So Adam DeVillo did that. So how long did it take for you to start filming after signing that agreement? We signed the agreement uh, April of 2020. We got the green light around May from Netflix. They picked us up. But we had to put a hold on everything because of COVID. Uh-uh. Back up, girl. That never happens. So it took a month for Netflix to say the show's greenlit? Yeah. You do realize that never happens, right? That's what the producer said. They said it never happened. This is something. And usually they film pilots. We did a sizzle through uh, Zoom and Skylar put it together. And they was like, we like what we see. And then we set up a, um, a call with some of the big heads in Netflix to basically see how we interacted. And it was, a, it was good. So what made you want to get into reality television? I felt like it would be a positive light on the brokerage. It shows what we're doing. It's about our business. And it takes a lot to be on TV, period. You have to have a strong mental mindset before you even get on it. So I had to understand that. And the agents had to understand that. But overall, I felt like it was going to better us, put us in a different bracket than being complacent where we're at. Stay tuned for more of my conversation with Sherev Rosado. We'll be right back after some quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. 
Let's get back into my conversation with Sherelle Rosado. Now that you've seen all the episodes, is there any regrets to doing it? Did you feel like it was enough drama, too much drama, not enough drama? What are your thoughts on the overall season? I think it was great. You know, it showed what it was in reality. There's no no business, even in families, where it's just a smooth ride. And if we portray like everything is all peaches and cream, then we're, we're lying because we're showing a career where people don't even advertise, especially as Black women, showing basically how it is in real life. And that's how it is in real life. You're going to have your downfalls. You're going to have your ups and downs. But it's how you handle it after you have your, your down. And I don't regret anything. It gagged me when Alexis did not know the taxes on the house. Was that, even for me, I was like, wait a minute, is this yeah. real? Sherelle, was that real, sis? It was real. That that was real. I mean, and that's what I told, that's what agents have to, you can't wing things. You have to know yourself being a real estate agent, especially when you're dealing with the investor who buys plenty of homes. This man buys homes like crazy. So you saying that, that's the embarrassment. That's, that's the, that was the, borderline. I, I couldn't take it anymore. So um, it's time for you to focus on what you need to focus on and then come back when you're ready to sell from home. Is she back with you? We will see. <laughs> I can be a taste of my own medicine. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. Let's talk about, listen, I love her. I, I got to talk about her. Uh, first of all, let me go on record saying I love okay. the entire cast. But as a viewer, because <laughs> I'm a viewer too, I obviously have my favorites. Tenille. And obviously I'm talking to you first, so you're one of them. <laughs> Tanil, you know. like this. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yes. But I say, first of all, Tanil got yes. body, yada, 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 yada. We will call her Tanil the Stallion. Because baby, that body can't stop, won't stop. Okay. <laughs> Drop top. Yes, honey. So I loved, I listen, I think you you haven't scratched the surface with Tennille. Listen, I told Tennille, I said, Tennille, it's okay, be you. Tennille is, Tennille, they go, just wait. If we get another, a season two and they see the real Tennille, she's a, she's a mess. She is a mess. And you, and when you come, when you come to her, you better have, be quick on your feet because Tennille have the one-liners. <laughs> First of all, Tanil can read the girls down. When she read Alexis, honey, at the restaurant, child. And then when she got up and she thought the cameras weren't rolling anymore because oh, she thought yeah. the scene was over. And she wanted to, like, you know, get with it, with it, with it. Honey, I said, Tanil is like, look, I can't give y'all all that because I want to protect my image. I want to... Yeah. I felt she was um, hiding a, a, a lot mm-hmm. of herself. So that's when that moment happened at the restaurant when she wanted to <laughs> knock if you buck. I felt like, okay, Miss Thing thought the cameras were rolling, honey. And it was definitely a crime mob scene, honey. Yeah. That's my girl, though. I love that girl. She, you know, she hired herself. This okay. girl cashed out me the fees for a lawyer. She was like, I'm ready. I got my license. Here's the buddy. I said, Tanel, that's not how it works. Tanel dropping cash apps on the dime, honey. Okay. My other favorite, because I think she's so fucking messy and I live, your homegirl, Joanna. Shady. Human resources, supervisor, <laughs> manager, 
head of operations, <laughs> chief financial officer, honey. Miss Thing wears so many hats, child. Let's talk about Joanna, honey. I love Joanna. I bet you do, because Joanna got your back. <laughs> Joanna does. I love her. She is a mess. One thing I love about you and Joanna's friendship is you could tell it's so genuine. It's so real. One thing that upsets me with people working together in business, there always seems to be a competition and nobody wants to be number two. Everybody strives to be number one. And it's hard to find the number two who doesn't want to be you. And your friendship in your personal life, you could tell she's like, Sherelle is Oprah and I'm her gal. And I love that position. She's like, Sherelle's the CEO. And I'm here to be of service. And she is, you know, she doesn't look for the spotlight. Joanna is just, she's an amazing person in general. Like there are times where I don't even have to ask. She keeps me on my feet. And I'm truly grateful to have her as that friend. And she knows how to split the lines. Like when it's time to be a friend, it's time to be a friend. When it's work time, she's like, Sherelle, we got to do this. We got to do this. And never have I felt any type of way where I felt like she was coming to, you know, take over Allure. She she's amazing. And I'm truly blessed to have her. Now, let's talk about Marina, honey. So where is she? Is she does she work for you? Does she start her own brokerage? I'm not seeing Miss Thing on the posters, child. Listen, I haven't seen Rena either. I don't know what's going on. Maybe she's taking a break from real estate. I don't know what's going on. She's pregnant. Um, I check on her every now and then, but I haven't seen her. Because the camera stopped rolling. Have y'all been in touch? No, we haven't. Um, we probably, she came to the premiere party and, and since then I called, we, you know, a few calls just to check on her because she is expecting and no, I've been busy and I haven't seen her at, at the office. I don't know what's going on. Child, if y'all get a season two, honey, we need to get all <laughs> of that tea. <laughs> There's so much more with that. One of my personal favorites. And I feel like she's one of the fan favorites, too, is Colony. Colony is my girl. She's so beautiful. Colony has a sweetheart. She's, she doesn't like drama. That's my other. It's Joanna and Colony. They're my right-hand man. They're my favorites with, as of the agents. I'm truly grateful, Colony, too. She was my first agent. And she saw what I was doing. And she was like, come on, sis. Let's get it. Let's do it. Now, what I would like to see if you guys get another season is there's something interesting between Colony and Joanna that I like. When Colony told Joanna, you messy as hell. Like, that's the reason why I call you messy. But she said, would you like to get on her calendar? <laughs> I said, that fucking Joanna is a mess. And I slam, honey. And listen, she'll throw some shade and act like it's nothing. Like, what did I say? What do you mean? <laughs> so I love the show. Obviously, one thing I know about producing reality TV is everybody has an opinion. And someone who I personally know and love, DJ Envy, I love him. I love his wife, Gia. They're great people. It went viral when he felt like you women did not get the same representation as Selling Sunset. How did you take it in the sense of, and not to put words in your mouth, did you feel like, okay... Why is it people who look like us always have the strongest critique publicly? Right. Publicly. And, and that's where, that's what, that was my whole thing about it. Like, I don't care about your opinion, but it was how you delivered it, how you put it out there. 
And then when you came back and cleared it up, then that's what you said should have said from the beginning. But you didn't you didn't say it like that. So that's what you think. I can't change your opinion, but I know what what my storyline is. We're not selling Sunset. We're we're here for a whole different. We are a brand new brokerage, black brokerage tapping into luxury market. Of course, we're not going to if we we can do that all day. We can go act like we have clients and show million dollar homes and act like we closed on a home. But we don't want to portray that to the public. We want to portray what in reality, what it is. This is what it is. It's hard to get into it. And we're going to do it. We can show you all $300,000 homes all day and sell clothes on $300,000, $400,000 homes all day. But then we're going to be criticized about that too. Absolutely. But my story is no one gave a, a guide on how to get into the luxury market. I don't know how many luxury uh, markets that represent beautiful Black women, Black men, whatever. It's hard to get in, into it. It's all about who you know. So my story is to show that it can be done and it will be done. And honey, and, and you're doing it. And you're doing it. And listen, like I said earlier, I know DJ Envy personally. I know his wife, Gia, and I love the both of them. What I get upset with is when it comes to shows about us, you're damned if you do, you're, you're damned, damned if, if you, you don't. don't. Right? Like, you have a show where they're really focused on the business. Because one thing I always get is, why you got to focus on the drama, Carlos, and the people going through a divorce and people going through cheating scandals. But that's what they're really going through. I, I like to follow everything. But the beauty of Selling Tampa was, it was truly about the business. I've seen more drama on Selling Sunset than I've ever seen on Selling Tampa. But when white girls got beef, well, you know, that's entertaining. It's interesting. But when a Black woman raises her voice to state her opinion, oh my gosh, there's so much drama. And they're, and they're, they so ghetto. Yeah. It, what I say to you, it infuriates me. It's like, we can't have a disagreement. We have to. We're grown. We're alpha-type females. We're going to have disagreements. And it's okay if we disagree. And if you did not have any disagreements, they would have said, girl, selling camp is so boring. Cancel it. Yes, exactly. So my thing is, you can't please everybody. So all you have to do is please yourself because you're living, you know, in your authentic self. Now, I wanted to see more chat on the show, Miss Thing. Why was I reduced to a FaceTime? What's, what's tea? Because I really didn't want him on the first show. Chad already has established, uh, established he's successful. And I want to show me who I am and my business and my agents. I didn't want him to steal the show because Chad can bring it. And, and you know, the next thing, oh, Chad got you this show. Chad did this. He did this for you. No, so Chad stay over there and work on, on him. And, you know, I'm building my little empire over here. And then once you have established and saw what, what it is about the business and the agents, then we'll bring the personal life in. And obviously, like you said, Chad Ochocinco has been somebody that's been in the limelight forever. Right. Was there any sort of like apprehension to dating him based on like the fact that he was his popular football player, his ex, Evelyn, you know, said all these crazy things at one point in time. Did that ever like interfere with you wanting to get to know him? No, because people are different people to any new person. So which Chad, who am I to judge? You have to get to know that person yourself. And out of the men that I have dated, Chad has gave me the most support. He will give me his last if I needed it. Anyone. He's just a great human being. If you're getting a second season, you already said you can't comment on it, but 
we have seen you open up Allure Miami. Mm-hmm. So could we see selling Miami in the future? I don't know. I haven't pitched anything. I haven't said anything about Allure Miami. So we'll see. Right now, I'm focused on Tampa and then and the business, but we'll see. Y'all, I really enjoyed this conversation that I just had with Sherelle Rosado. This is why Reality with the King is an important podcast because it is my job as a Black man in this business to highlight Black women, women of color, men of color, people of color, to really showcase and talk about not only their professional triumphs, but also their personal struggles. And the fact that Sherelle was so open and honest about dealing with sexual harassment and overcoming that to the point where she is the CEO of her own brokerage firm. That is resilience, that is power, and that is a woman that we all should look up to to say, if I want to get something out of my life, I have to go out there and do it myself. The fact that she reached out to the executive producer of Selling Sunset and said, I want to do a Tampa version of that show with my boss women who look like me, Black women. Please be inspired by that. And as the king of reality TV, what I can say to you is what Sherelle did is iconic in itself. And for that, I applaud her. Thoughts? opinions, reads about my conversation with Sherelle, email me at realitywiththeking at stitcher.com or leave me a voicemail at 310-593-8188. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, Follow and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. More Sauce. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, engineering and music by Marcus Hamm. More Sauce.